this still recording? It's absolutely recording. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think we probably we <laughs> We can't air either one of those stories. <laughs> well, you know what? We can we can just use that. Speaking of stories. Oh! <laughs> What's up, party people? Um, we are here today on the Get Bodied podcast with, of course, your favorite hosts in the world, starting with Dr. Luke. Yo, yo. AKA Luke. <laughs> and then we got our Char Baby, AKA Cher or yeah, Char. Baby. Let's go. Char Baby. And then we got the Jungle Feline. Um, the reason that you already know Meow. of why I'm doing the intro today instead of Char is because Char is our guest. He is the honored, interviewed person. Mm-hmm. We should probably figure a word out for that that's better than the interviewed person. But guys, getting interviewed on the Get Body podcast is just a luxurious like experience. Yeah. You, you get know? your eyes threaded. I got my eyebrows <laughs> threaded. I came in, got my haircut done. You know, someone did my my nails. I got manicured. I will say respect because the intro is a little harder than you make it seem. You know, it just it like it's I just I'm I watch you do it. It's like just silky smooth. I'm like, man, this is this should be easy, but it's not. You know, it's not easy being you, Char. It's it's my college degree, man. Boom. Um, <laughs> it's my major. What's your major? Which was consumer and family financial <laughs> services. People, if you want to have the best intros to podcasts, get a consumer and family financial services yeah. degree. Hey, I'll be you, and I'll I'll segue us into the. Um, oh yeah, the public service announcements. Yeah, public yeah. Service you do that. Yeah, okay. Um, I like this game. I actually don't think we have any public service announcements. <laughs> do we? Um, we're gonna be getting some new technology here soon. Our um, you know, Q three is about you know coming close. Mm. We were looking at our revenue, you know. All that stuff and man, from I our mean, Patreon. yeah, from our we're rolling in the dough. <laughs> like we got some new movies on the Patreon. Yep, yeah, we got a bunch of great content coming out. I have um, a question. I'm sorry, I'm interrupting your segment. No, Can this you? is this is our segment. Okay, well, if we post some of the outtakes oh, from yes. this podcast and it greatly decreases our viewership, <laughs> is it worth it? <laughs> we so what we can do is just put everything in a in a. Just another episode. We can have like a bloopers episode. That could be pretty fun. You know, and we I thought can that was like, like the first podcast that we did. No, no. The first podcast was the creation story. Okay. Who who told us that they loved the creation story? I forget who it was. Was it Jared? Yeah, it, yeah, it was yeah, Jared. I think Jared said that. Jared was like, Yeah, I watched all the podcasts and then I listened to the first one, and he was just blown away by like the brilliance. <laughs> And just how incredible it was. He said it you know was. Jared is though. He lies half the time. He said it was a masterpiece. It, yeah. He said it was the tenth wonder of the world. You have to. You have to take everything Jared says with a grain of salt because he always has his, you know, drug salesman hat on. <laughs> um, shout out to Matt Biney, Matthew Biney, who's the president of the Get Bodied Fan Club. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Yes, we have that. I forgot. Yeah. So if you have any questions about like how to access the Patreon site, yeah, uh, fax him. Yeah, fax fax Matt Dubiney. <laughs> yeah, at uh, not fax not don't fax Char. Yeah, facsimile. You mean share? Yeah, share. Don't fax me. Okay. What? Anything else on the public service announcement? I don't think so, man. 
Okay. I think, um, I will say, so I am actually really, really looking forward to this podcast. Uh, one, because if you know Shar, you love Shar. Mm-hmm. But also, I think that Shar, Shar, you have like, you have the ability to surprise some people with um, different aspects of your life that we just don't know about. And I'm, and I'm hoping that we can, you know, unearth some things today that may be able to like, um, just help people get to know you a little bit better. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm super pumped to talk to you guys about my life. So kind of like, not, spoiler, we're not asking you about your life. Oh, well, whatever you want to, yeah, what? <laughs> I, this is a big twist. Yeah. Like, I'm plot surprised. Twist. Plot twist. We're not asking you no, about your life. We're going to ask you about Luke's life. <laughs> no, no, no. no. 2.0. No, we can't do that. That'd be okay. terrible. Okay. Um, it was just a joke. Huh? So you, you know, trying to lighten it, lighten it up a little bit. I know you're like really scared. About, about the questions we're going to ask. Oh, my gosh. Because Dave and I have been stewing over them for months. Ooh, you know what? I felt like the questions that I brought up were actually really good questions. Yeah, they were great. Do you guys, do you guys want to ask them? Audience, <laughs> probably. <laughs> we don't want to keep the audience waiting. Yeah, we don't want to keep them waiting. <sighs> That's good. That's no, good. you know what? What? We're going to do what we always do and never go off of the questions that we actually have. Yeah, you should. Just, just tell us about your life. Start so, from the very beginning. So it's a very good place to start. Charlotte. Oh snap! Bringing out some references. <laughs> just like, just like Hills the two are of music. <laughs> Do you even know what that movie is from? What that's from? No, I have no clue. Uh, what Sound of Music. Oh Not a sponsor. Oh my gosh! So Grace's family loves that movie, but I mean, I haven't had the chance to watch it. Yet. Oh no, Char baby. So it's it's iconic. Maybe the first event that we host. What do you eat? Oh, I didn't realize. Okay, so this Hershey bars. I'm doing. <laughs> we're doing this all wrong, and I'm sorry. This is probably a horrible customer experience. We okay. I just I'm like I'm a little bit off tonight. I thought I'm gonna bring the snacks down. Now you all heard me unwrap it because apparently everything is super like audible on this podcast. But I'm hungry. I want some. I want some Hershey's, and I want to listen to my friend Shar talk about his life. Okay. Oh, so just goodness. to clarify, that was David opening a chocolate bar, not me eating chips. Yeah, we're those just birds. Just to clarify. We're you know, those birds. Yeah, <laughs> you with a bird in your pocket. Yeah. So tell me about, so so you were born. I was born in Malaysia. Just like the two of you guys were from Ohio. I am <laughs> as well not from Ohio. I'm not from Ohio. Exactly. That's actually what he said. It's just hard to hear. Oh, he said, okay. just like the two of you guys are not from Ohio. Oh, okay. I thought he said, the two, just like two of you guys are from Ohio. I was like, yeah. neither one of us is from Ohio. Yeah, I'm no. a listener. You know? <laughs> You're born in Malaysia. So, well, uh, wait. Rewind. Where's Malaysia? So, For those you, of us who do not know where Malaysia is. If you look uh, at the map. Sure you do. <laughs> I'm very aware of Malaysia. If you think about the map in your head, right? You know, left being... Um, all the way left being North America, South America, and then you start moving over, you get Africa, Europe, and then you go over to Asia. Um, Over by India, there's a bunch of little islands, right? So if you think about India and Australia, over in the southeast region um, is Malaysia, as well as, like, if you're familiar with Indonesia, Malaysia's over there, too. Singapore. Yeah, Singapore. But I feel like... Thailand. Thailand. Yeah. Um, so yeah, born in born in Malaysia. Um, <clears throat> lived there for seven years of my life. Um, Malaysia was Malaysia was fun ish. Uh, 
I lived there with my brother. Um, shout out to Sam. Yeah, shout out to my brother Sam. Love Sam. He's a good brother. Is he older or younger? He's an older brother. By He's, how many years? Um, a year and a half. Okay. Exactly a year and a half. Oh. So, um, yeah, so me, my brother, um, my biological dad, my mom, I also lived with my grandma as well. And my aunt would live with us once in a while, too. She was in college when I was, uh, you know, younger, um, around like five, six, seven. So that was my life. Grew up in Malaysia, did little Malaysian things. Um, <laughs> like? Lots of questions. Yeah. First question. You preluded or precluded or had some type of term that's supposed to be a literary term to the fact that your somebody in your family had multiple wives and that's part of your story. Oh yeah. Grandpa. Tell me about that. Um, I don't know a ton of the details. My mom could speak on it a little bit more. But we had actually my mom and I talked about this like a few few months back. Um but basically it's like my grandpa was married to my Amachi, who is my grandma. Uh, that's what we call her, Amachi. Some of you guys, you know, you know, like you use like Peepaw, Meemaw. So Amachi is not, is like a term of endearment. Yeah. That not all Malaysian children call their grandma. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I call her Amachi. I also am not super duper knowledgeable about my culture as much as like, like I know a decent amount, but my mom is like, She's the one that carries all the information. She born and raised in Malaysia? Yeah. Okay. My mom was, yeah. So, uh, but basically, when he was married to my Amachi, he then started, uh, he then married some another woman at the same time. And she knew, and they were totally cool with it. So, then we have a huge family. Uh, like, we have that, uh, her name is Pati. So that is the my other grandma, Pati. So then there's Pati, there's Amachi. But in Amachi's side, you know, there's only just uh, my mom and my aunt. But on Pati's side, there's a ton of them. So, yeah. Is there any, like, how did the family, is it all like, hey, it's just one big extended family? Like, yeah, everybody gets one along? huge family. No weirdness, no, nope. like, it's just this whole. One huge crew. Okay. Yeah, like like when we were close, like we we're very very close. Like I would go to Patti's house, hang out with her, hang out with my uh, other side aunt uncles all the time. It's just cool. It's Do you have like cousins? I think so. I think we have like a ton of cousins, but I haven't been back to Malaysia since we left. What do you remember about? I mean, I know seven and below is kind of young. Mm -hmm. Do you remember things about Malaysia? Oh my gosh, I I actually I remember quite a bit. Um, so like a typical day, um, like this, this is like some of the days I remember, right? I would wake up and so Malaysia, before I even get there, Malaysia is kind of broken up into like three segments, right? There's like the super touristy, nice parts of Malaysia. If you look up Kuala Lumpur, which is the, yeah. the capital, Malaysia, I mean, it is incredibly like touristy, nice, like amazing. Petronas Towers. Yeah, Petronas Towers. Yeah. Like, insane, right? But then you have the rainforest. Like, like literally just, like, rainforest. 
right? So like the whole, like, there's just a third of Malaysia that's just rainforest. But then you have the slums, right? So that's where we grew up. So we grew up in, in definitely more of a poor, like, uh, poor background. Um, so like literally, like, I remember waking up uh, and there would just be like, I would be in the same bed as my grandma and my brother, right? We just all sleep in the same bed. Uh, so then we wake up. Amachi wakes up before us. Amachi cooks all the food for us. So she's cooking in the kitchen. She'll have her Indian soap opera as we come, you know, come in, hang out, you know. She, I would watch her cook like all the time. But she, um, she had a job and she basically owned like a food stall, right? Um, because a lot of like the, unlike Kroger, a lot of the markets are like wet markets, right? You walk down the street, there's a lot of open space. There's just people with stalls that are selling fruits, you know, like wet, wet markets. Yeah. Like that's also where they would have like, think of like a little stall with like ice and fish. Different than a dry market. Uh, I think, I think it's just like a wet market. Cause like, that's where they also like making like process, like fish and all that stuff. Like they'll cut up the fish, everything there, like rinse it down. All okay. that stuff. Yeah. So, so like, but like a, it's a market. Yeah. Yeah. So she just like, had a food stall and market. So she had a little food stall, but she sold like food, like desserts, like, um, uh, like some meals and stuff like that. So like when Amachi would finish cooking for us, she would also then cook for, you know, the food that she's about to sell. And then, uh, we would go down, hang out with her at the food stall and she would like sell food. We just hang out, me and my brother kick around soccer ball or something or do something stupid. And then during lunchtime, she would trade her food to the other people. And then we eat lunch, we hang out, we come back home. Um, Amachi would watch her soap operas. Sometimes she would let us watch cartoons. And um, that's basically Malaysia. Amachi's still around? Amachi's still around. Yeah, Amachi's still around. Still in Malaysia? She lives with my aunt. Uh, My aunt, since my mom lives in America now, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, she lives with my aunt. My aunt uh, is taking care of Amachi. But... My aunt lives in Brunei. So I'm actually lives over in Brunei too. I feel real stupid. I don't know where Brunei is. So Brunei is really small. Uh, if you think of like, um, it's in, it's in Indonesia. There's like a small part of Indonesia that's carved out. That's Brunei. Okay. Uh, I think if my geography serves me well, I mean, it's a different country. Yeah. Yeah. It is a different country. It's like, it's, I think it's like one of the richest countries in the world. It is a lot of oil. Yeah. So, that's Brunei. Good healthcare. I don't know. I've never been there. So her, um, um what does it matter? Suda, my aunt. Um, <laughs> Good healthcare. Her husband works for the works for the university. Okay. So I think if you're working for a university, you know, you gotta have like some good healthcare. I just figured if it was a really rich country that they they would. I think it's rich because the king of Brunei yeah. is super rich. Okay. Um, when's the last time you saw your, uh, Amachi? Amachi came to America, like, when I was in high school. No way. Yeah, dude, it was, um, like, it was hilarious. Like, it was, like, <laughs> it was so fun, because, like, so there's a language barrier between me and Amachi, right? Because in, in Malaysia, Malaysia's, like, a melting pot, so everyone speak like, you get everyone from a bunch of different cultures. People speak different things, but the base is English. 
So I grew up mostly speaking English, but <clears throat> there's just some weird thing when it comes to like growing up uh, in an environment with different languages that like I understood what Amachi said, right? She would speak Malay. I would understand roughly what she would say. And then I would speak back in English. And then she would roughly understand what I said. And then she would reply back in Malay. Right. Hmm. So as a little kid, that's how we operated. Basically, I would speak a little bit of Malay here and there. But when she came to America, I lost all of it. You know, I would like understand some things that she would say. So when she, like I remember this, like I would always like w- go outside and walk with her. Right. So it's us walking around the neighborhood. It's me and Amachi hanging out, just walking. And she would just talk. She would just speak in Malay the whole time we're walking. And I wouldn't understand a thing she said. <laughs> <laughs> but we would just walk around, just hang out with her. And then we'd go back home. So, so yeah. You, you spent a lot of time with your grandma. Yeah. And your brother. Yeah. While in Malaysia. Where was your mom? So my mom is a nurse. Um... She worked in Malaysia for a while, but then she had a job opportunity over in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she took that job opportunity um, because she made like a significant amount more in Saudi Arabia than she did in Malaysia. So what she would do, she worked in Saudi Arabia and then she would send back money um, to us in Malaysia. Um, but she would come back and visit a decent amount. So that's where my mom was. My dad... I actually don't know a ton about my dad. My brother knows more than me. Um, but my dad also worked. Um, but we didn't see him around a ton. Um, so yeah, that's that's my dad. Yeah. So what happened when you were seven? So the reason why we left, um, basically, was I, I told you my mom would come back a decent amount. Um, from Saudi Arabia. Uh, basically, one of the trips when my mom came back, she sent back money to, to take care of us, but also pay for this apartment that we lived in, um, that being my brother and I, Amachi. Uh, she basically found out some of the money that she was sending back my my biological dad, uh, Appa. That's what I call my dad. My biological dad, Appa. Um, Appa basically took a bunch of the money and like... You know, um, he kind of like used it on whatever, right? He basically like cheated on my mom, spent the money that my mom sent over on things that, you know, he wasn't supposed to. Um, so that started kind of like huge thing in our family, which eventually led to divorce. So uh, that was kind of the big the big, you know, reason why we left because after that divorce, uh, you know, I don't know a ton of the logistics. Um, but after that, um, we moved to Saudi Arabia. So, yeah. How long did you stay in Saudi Arabia? So we stayed there for two years. Um, and while we were in Saudi Arabia, um, my mom during the divorce process met this guy in Saudi Arabia who was contracted. Um, by the prince to like work on tanks like a tank instructor so military guy from the united states yeah military guy from the united states uh who's contracted 
um, to teach people how to operate tanks. And, you know, she liked him. And they got married. And his name is Scott. He's my dad now. Um, but he's from Columbus, Ohio. So that's how that's how it came to be. So after two years, his contract ended. And then we came to America. You're nine. And I was nine. Yeah. But the whole Saturday Arabia experience was like super like crazy. Because like we moved, but me and my brother, like academically, like things got so screwed up. Because my brother basically skipped a grade, but then I skipped two grades. So like I went from first grade to third grade from Malaysia to Saudi Arabia. So then it got all whacked up. So then when I when I came to America, it was like super tough because I was not only bumped up academically, but then I didn't even speak English that great. You know, like I spoke English, but like it's a little different than American English. So did you learn Arabic at all? Yeah, we took Arabic classes. I was so uh, not only did you take Arabic, but you took French in Saudi Arabia. Isn't that weird? That's a little bit odd. Why are they teaching French? So why they teach them French? Colonialism. Yeah. <laughs> them French. Do you remember anything else about uh, Saudi Arabia? Man, that place was weird. How so? <laughs> like, why, why was it weird? Like Malaysia, like I, I would love to go back to Malaysia. Like I have so many fond memories in Malaysia. Things that I loved. Like family's not, like family's there. But then also like, the food, the culture, like, but Saudi Arabia was so different. So like, since my dad was white, since my dad was contracted, um, and since it's an Islamic country, we lived in a massive like military compound, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, like think about your neighborhood, right? There's a bunch of houses, there's streets, but like in your neighborhood before, like think about your neighborhood before it enters the main roads, Think about there being like massive concrete walls Mm. and barbed wire. And that's what you lived in. So Hmm. that's super odd. Yeah. Um, But then it's also like you go to a restaurant. This is a great, this is like, so like you go to a restaurant. In the uh, military base or outside of? Outside the military base. Okay. So you go out and um, you know how like in COVID they had like all these like like kind of barriers set up in between tables. Mm-hmm. But think about that being floor to ceiling and those being curtains. So each table was like individual, basically, right? So like you could sit in there and take off, uh, I think the term is called abaya, right? Like the little headgear. Um, at least that's what we called it. So it might be a different term. Oh, um, like a burqa. Yeah, a burqa, hijab. Mm-hmm. Right, but it's like the headpiece, so the women can take off their headpieces and eat with their family. Um, our tech, our our information technology people are are looking into it to let us know. Um, okay, okay, David on Google. <laughs> yeah, David's on Google. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, I, we'll we can we'll discuss we'll, this. We'll, later. Just, we'll we'll fact check that later. Yeah. yeah. So like that's that's crazy, right? Um, but it's also like, I remember sitting in the McDonald's in our little curtain section, right? Um, but I remember one time leaving McDonald's and it was like, as we're about to leave, 
I watch like this truck, this van, come up and pick up this person and throw him in the van. My dad was like, hey, we're not going to go outside just yet. And I was like, okay, whatever. And basically, I was like, dude, I always played, I always get the, the kids' meals, so I was playing with my toy or whatever. And then um, my dad was like, okay, it's good to go. And I saw that same person come out, but his hand was like wrapped up, right? My And I was like, dad, what, what's, you know, why does that dude have a wrap on his hand or whatever? My dad was like, hey, like in this country, if you steal, they're going to cut your hand off. Wow. So like that's crazy. But then also it's like there are sirens that go off five times a day. Oh, for the prayer. For prayer. Yeah. So like if when we would go to the restaurant and it and if the siren went off, like we wouldn't get served until mm-hmm. they came back came back from prayer. And everyone would have to go. Mm-hmm. It it was just so different. It was like so weird. But yeah. So that's how it reviewed. Mm. you certainly had a lot of like interesting cultural experiences when you were younger like very very wide like diverse look at the world when you were very young yeah and also like not only that too but like um since my parents worked in like since they my dad was contracted my mom worked for um um she was a nurse like a lot of their expenses were covered so like we actually have like this was one of the the things I appreciate now, but like my parents took us traveling a bunch. So like we traveled all around the world too. Um like on fun vacations and stuff like that. And I got to experience a lot of the world that way too. Um so yeah, definitely a ton of a ton of understanding like culture and experiencing new culture. So So that's like nine and below. That's nine right? and below. Yeah. So once you come back to Columbus, Ohio, more specifically <clears throat> Pickerington. We well, we start off in Worthington, Ohio. Oh, okay. I did not know that part. Yeah, Worthington, Ohio. That's what I'm talking about. You're so surprising. Where in Worthington? We lived. Um, we lived over by Lazelle. <gasps> really? Yeah, uh, at the apartment complexes in Lazelle. Okay. Because if you do the math, I was born in 1999. Roughly, we moved in right at right around 2008. Oh, okay. Right. So, parents came here. They spent a bunch of money, but then also like, um, I don't know what happened. Oh, oh, this is why. Because my mom had to go to school. Like, even though she was a nurse, um, because her licensing wasn't from, um, the United States. Mm They, they don't allow you to practice like nursing stuff. Oh, yeah. So she had to get all her stuff all over again. Mm-hmm. My dad was trying to find a job. He got a job as, you know, on the railroad. But then, like, as soon as he got a job, a few months later, he got laid off. Mm-hmm. So my mom's working over at Jared, uh, at Jared's, right, for jewelry. My dad's, like, working as a mechanic. Uh, and we lived over by, like, Lizelle. Um and man, it was like, it was like also another culture change. Yeah. Um, like I was super behind the curve. Like, I could, I mean, not academically because science and math were my jam. Uh, we were going through my report cards when I was a little kid. Uh, inside, like my Saturday Airbnb report cards. Um, 
And it was really funny because this like teacher, like I was reading what this teacher wrote. He's like really good at math. He loves math. He's just great with numbers. And then it's like he is lacking in his English skills. <laughs> so that translated basically to the rest of my life. Um, but yeah, super behind the curve, like academically with English and stuff like that. But um also, like, just getting used to, like, the American culture was, like, super weird. How so? Um, like, I didn't really listen to music that much until I came to America. Like, music was, like, I would say, like, music changed me and my brother's life. Like, I remember, like, listening to music and, like, this was, like, I remember walking in the bus listening to music, like, like all our friends listening to music and, like, getting to hear things that, like, people did and all this stuff and i've learned so much like what kind of music are you listening to so we were listening to um like the first big thing was drake like find your love by drake i remember jamming that in the bus <laughs> like <laughs> like the first hit song like me and my brother would take our ipods uh and like vo- uh, voice memo record um uh replay by ayaz on our phone <laughs> And then would listen to that, you know, like me, I would like meet friends and we'd talk about music. This is, this is a uh, copyright. Oh, are we not allowed to Yeah, we're going to get copyrighted. Uh, well, it's like the weird owl roll of like, you can play a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not have to. Yeah, that's all. But like, also like so much about like, like culture, like, like we learned about like girls because of like music. We learned you about. learned like, about girls through Drake. Yeah, because we were like, why is he talking about girls so much? And then, like, that's also, like, when we started hitting puberty and stuff, you know? So, um, but, yeah, man, childhood was, like, that was childhood. It was crazy. What what else was struck you as very different once you started to, like, be exposed to the American, like, experience versus pre-nine years old? To the American experience? I, I don't know what else to call it. Like, I mean, like post nine, pre nine. I'm just curious if from somebody that that didn't because I, I find most of my life, regardless of it, if it's like um compared to outside America or just in my neighborhood, is like, oh no, everybody else was like this, right? Everybody else obviously experienced what I experienced. So to get eyes like yours that are extremely fresh and outside of American culture, pre nine years old. I'm just really curious. Two things pop up immediately. And I think it's because of the amount we moved. Um, But I saw things that people did in America that I only saw in movies. Like? Um, For example, I remember standing in line in fourth grade going into art class. And my friend Carson was like talking to wherever he's like, yeah, this is my girlfriend. And then he kissed her. And I was like, I was like, bro, what the heck? Like, I only saw that on Disney Channel, you know, a few <laughs> years ago. And I was like, the fact that like people dated was like kind of crazy to me. And I thought like, but I also never had a girlfriend. Also, who has a girlfriend that young? When we were talking like, hey, I'm in fourth grade. You really should have been in first grade. Right? Because you skipped I should have been in second grade. Yeah. So you're like, yeah, grading so up. That was weird. But then also, I remember being um, 
in fifth grade and being invited to my first birthday party mm-hmm. and going and seeing this person like have all her friends there. Like she had all her friends there and they all got her a gift and they were all just like celebrating her and like hanging out with her and like they just threw a party for her. And I like walked back home. Uh, it, it was like in our, um, it was like pretty close to home. And I was like, wow, that was like something you see off a of Disney Channel. Right. And like I would talk to these people and they would be like, yeah, like I, I've known them since I was a little kid. And like for me, I think the thing that, blew my mind was like these people have relationships that stemmed like since they were like since they were like they've been friends forever but I, and i didn't have that the only person i had was my brother yeah so that that was mind-blowing to me like i remember like sitting in the bus and this this like popular girl Brittany was like well, she, Brittany. yeah she her oh, name was Brittany. Brittany. <laughs> um and she was like whoa you're not from here or from around here. So like, I want to know about your life. And then I like, that was cool to me. Cause I was like, she cares about me and she wants to know what's going on in my life. But then it also was like, you're the new kid. You did like all this cool, crazy stuff. Like that's not normal. And then I realized like, I'm not normal. So interesting. Yeah. How do you think, do you feel like that theme is played out in the rest of your life? You feeling like you're not like quote unquote normal um or feeling like you're different in some way yeah definitely feeling different i think it's just the desire to fit in and be loved right um because for me it's like i remember um fourth grade was really tough because i didn't have any friends fifth grade still didn't really have a ton of friends. I remember like hanging around the playground and not like having a ton of friends. Cause they were like, Oh, that's the new kid. And I naturally gravitated to the Indian people. Uh, Cause there were a few Indian people in Worthington. Um, but I, I always just like wanted to like, I don't know, like fit it, like be cared about. Uh, but I think also that has a lot to do with just like my past relationship with my biological dad too. Of just like, um, like a desire fitting in and like being loved by him. But then also like my new dad, like I had this new dad and I wanted him to love me too. So I think like my whole childhood focused around um, me just being loved and cared for and like fitting in and being part of the crew. So I don't know if that, any of that makes sense. Yeah. Did so going a little bit on, the theme of your of your dad's do you think like did you feel cared for, for by your your bio dad or do you i mean you feel cared for like as a young kid by your step da- or i don't know what you call it your yeah um bio dad yeah so are you talking about appa my biological dad yeah yeah, yeah, and yeah. Scott. yeah Oppa Oppa and Scott. Scott. yeah so um i don't know how much of this i should go into detail uh I also don't know what kind of listeners are listening. So um, I had a really rough relationship with my like biological dad. Cause like, I remember just like looking up to him, like this dude had a motorcycle and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I remember him like 
like he would let me like like sit on his motorcycle sometimes and i was like dang my my appa is so cool um but during the divorce process there was a moment where um my mom came up to us and i was like i think my brother asked this i i like my brother was like why is our dad leaving like what's happening and my mom basically was like hey your dad doesn't love you anymore and i remember that like crushing me um because i remember the last two times i met him last two times i spoke with him um i was like i don't want i don't want you to go like you're my dad um but he like gave us like a a watch like a g-shock watch and i like i was like i'm gonna be just like my dad and i and i like wore that g-shock watch around and then i remember like talking to him and hugging him from last time and then like he would call us sometimes in saudi arabia but eventually my mom was like hey you're not gonna talk to him anymore um but like he so that was like my dad but he also like would get drunk all the time and like he would sometimes come back home and like beat me and my brother so it's like like it was just like i think a desire for me to just like i i, I don't know if it was like i don't know if i felt like I, I i think i've like i don't know if i was a kid and just thought i did something wrong um but i think there's a part of me that was like i want to be loved by him right i want to be loved by my dad um so i think a lot of that a lot of that like comes from my desire to like feel loved by appa but then also like i met this this new guy that my mom's like hey this is your new dad yeah and this new dad also i thought was so cool because he's like white and like also like if you go to malaysia and you're white bro like people are going to like rave over you people are gonna be like this is the craziest thing ever they're gonna treat you like a celebrity right so like and also, like, the only white people we ever saw was on TV. So, and, like, when we think of white people, like, we're like, oh, he's rich. Right? So, it's like, I remember seeing him. He was in the military, too. Like, my dad was in the military for 27 years. So, I was like, I called him Joe. As in, like, G.I. Joe. Right? Even though his name was Scott. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, I would call him Joe. And I was like, I remember meeting him for the first time in Saudi Arabia when we walked into our, our compound. And... Like, I loved him the moment I saw him. Um, but also, like, being, like, my dad being in the military, like, he was really strict. And I don't know what it was. Maybe it's, like, the the child theory thing or whatever. Like, the, what was it called? The, yeah, like, the birth, uh, order, theory. birth, birth order, order theory. Birth order, yeah, yeah. theory. Yeah. Me and my brother actually talked about this a little bit. But, like, I was a mischievous little kid. I acted out a ton. And I just did stupid stuff. Like what kids do, right? Like, the I remember the first time I got like spanked. I remember like I was like eating a bunch of candy, right? But then instead of like throwing it away, I would like shove it underneath the couch. <laughs> <laughs> and like I'm, my dad was like, "Why did you do that?" or whatever. And then I lied, right? So like that was like the first time I got spanked, um, and like that was like kind of crazy to me because I was like, "That's never." that's sort of happened before um but that's never really happened before but i think a lot of like my experience in saudi arabia was like learning like a lot of discipline for my dad a ton of discipline for my dad um 
but that also I think then created like I need to earn my relationship with my dad. So then it's like Appa is like, I think I did something wrong. I need to earn his love. But then my op I mean, my dad now, it's like, I keep screwing up. I need to fix this and, and be good for my dad. Mm. Um and then the fact that I moved around a lot, I didn't fit in with like I didn't know anybody. I didn't fit in. I moved around a lot. Like I didn't have any friends. I just want to be loved by all these people. So I think my whole life has just been like working to find love and care from people. Mm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I think that's something that um, it cuts deep. I mean, there's, you know, it's big. That those experiences put, you know, imprints on our lives, whether we, for better or for worse. Yeah. Do you think that how have those, how have those themes um, went through, I mean, high school and in college, I know that we're be, like all great podcasts, time are flying. Yeah. And, but one, where are we at right now? Um, we're about, we're at 45 minutes. Oh, oh yeah, we got it. <laughs> he says, oh, good grief. He says, oh, no, that's fine. We're, we're halfway. I mean, run through a little bit of, uh, because when I think when, when I meet you, right. And I, or talk to you or see you in the gym or, or what have you, I, I don't feel like you're an outsider. I also don't get the vibe that you feel like you're an outsider. Mm. And so I, I guess I just, I think that um, maybe it's because you're such an integral part of like our family, but I, I guess I can only assume that it's somewhere along the line, you um, part of your life changed or, or you like, can you, can you tell me a little bit about like yeah. connect the two dots for me? Yeah. Or correct me if I'm wrong in my assumptions. So that desire of like running to things. Um, so that desire of fitting in never, never stopped. Um, because the root cause of that was just wanting to be loved and cared for. Right. So my whole life, I ran to that. Um, eighth grade summer hits. Okay. Eighth grade summer hits. I get grounded for three months. Um, get grounded for the whole freaking summer, right? Uh, because? I had, I had some C's, right? Um, and my, my mom told me, she's like, hey, if you get some C's, you're grounded, right? So I got grounded for the summer. I literally couldn't do anything. I played football. I worked out. I did yard work. Um, and that was about it. So my mom was like, yo, dude, you got to get out of the house. Do something. She's like, hey, you're going to get a church camp or whatever. It's like, what the crap? You're grounded so you get sent to church camp. Yeah. <laughs> got grounded, I got sent to church camp. <laughs> right. Um, but man, like, I, so I went to this church camp. I mean, I, I heard about Christianity and stuff or whatever. I thought it was like for old people. Um, <laughs> so like, I was like, I'm not doing this thing. That checks out. Right. For old people. I literally thought God was Zeus. Like, you know, like. Oh you mess up like God's pulling a lightning bolt and like hucking at you, you know, like that's literally what I thought God was. So you thought he was like your dad. 
Yeah, sort of. Right. So I went to this church game thing. I heard about Jesus and like God. And I was like, okay, all this stuff sounds cool. Whatever. Um, maybe I'll start praying more. The whole rest of the summer, man, like was tough. Was so tough because, man, I felt so alone that summer. Um, so freaking alone. And it's eighth grade summer going into high school, right? So this whole summer, the only thing I can think of was how, like, I'm still kind of the outsider, right? Because I, I just moved from Worthington to Pickerington, mm-hmm. that eighth grade. I forgot to mention that. Did you so, spend eighth grade in Pickerington? I spent eighth grade in Pickerington. Okay. Right. So I had a few friends, but I didn't get to hang out with any of them, really. I mean, I saw them at football, so I had a few friends, um, but I really didn't have it all. But from hanging out with these high school, I mean, not these high school, with hanging out with my football friends, I knew three things. If I did these three keys, I would be a successful high schooler and have friends. If I had the coolest clothes, right? So I was like, mom, take me to Aeropostale. Get me all these freaking clothes. Swag. Yeah. Swag me up, mom. Let's go. Right. Two, I got to be good at football. And I was pretty good at football. Um, Three, get a girl. Right. I was like, if I get a girl. I I mean, all these three things would then lead to popularity, which would then lead to me being cool and which would then lead me to being loved. My thought process uh, now, but as a high schooler, that was not my thought process. That was like, I need these three things, right? Care, that's all I cared about. But literally, it was the day before high school. I was sitting there in bed, and I was like, my life freaking sucks. Like, I like, I literally remember thinking, I was like, I feel so sad and so alone. Like, this is so, like, I, I don't know what it was. Like, I... I I just was so sad and bummed that I was grounded all summer and that like, I was just, I think it just like sad about like my life and moving around a lot. And I remember the dude at this work church camp thing at RUMC church camp, right? Uh, Call it work camp. Yeah. Work camp. This pastor was like, dude, just flip over your Bible. I remember him telling me that. Just flip over your Bible. You'll never know like where you're going to read. Right. I flip open my Bible. I read 1 Corinthians 13, which talks about like God's love. And I read that. And I was blown away. I was like, there's no way this Zeus that I thought God was could love like that. So on August 19th, 2012, 10.49 p.m., I should have brought in, I I wrote it down on a flashcard. I still have it today. I should have brought it to you guys. At 10.49 p.m., I'm like, I'm going to follow Jesus. I, I, I was like, I'm going to do it. And then literally two weeks later, I met my young life leader, Ben, Ben Fabosi. And this dude cared for me and, like, spent time with me that, like, and just had fun with me, like, that nobody in the world ever had, right? He just, like, was my friend and listened to me and cared for me. And that was life changing because I mean, like I had friends at this point, I started playing Call of Duty and like I had friends who I played COD with and it was a blast. But man, that dude, Ben, like cared for me and he showed me what it looked like to love Jesus. 
and that like I'm not defined by those things in my life and that like I am loved by by Jesus and I mean that sounds weird to say um but it changed like it changed my life uh so and I and I think like living like that now knowing that I'm not defined by those things um is what makes me go to the gym and not like have to earn my spot. Uh, so yeah. 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 We're all kind of beat up over here. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're actually, all of us are tearing up and yeah. not crying. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's be transparent about that. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's my allergies. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm crying. Yeah. <laughs> Should we take a podcast break? <laughs> no, we have to keep crying. Keep going. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's that's what, like, that's why I feel like I can go to the gym and, like, live my life now without, like, without having to seek uh, that love and satisfaction from anything else. Um, knowing that, like, and I mean, like, for you, for some of you guys that are, like, yeah, okay, like, it's cool that, like, Jesus loves you, but, like, I think for me, why it hits so hard for me is that, like, I know that I'm screwed up and messed up. Like, it, it'd be, like, if it's true or not, like, I felt like I did something wrong with my relationship with my Appa, and I know that, like, I'm never going to be good enough for my dad, and that I've messed up and I've fallen short, that, like, I'll never be able to meet anybody's standards in life. But like, I'm sinful and I'm broken, but like, Jesus knows all of that. God knows all of that. He knows my sin, my brokenness, my, my deep hurt and pain. And he looks at me, he's like, hey, I love you. I'm gonna I'm a pay for that on the cross. So um, that, I mean, that's, that's my value now. That's my identity. So um, I hope that that answers your question. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So if you guys don't have anything else, we can move on to the get learned segment. No, I I wanna I had Oh you we're going off the regular questions now. Well, I have a question that kind of ties in with this a little bit. Look at you. You're you're saying and then you're segmenting. You're like looking at me like, oh Dave's over here just crying like a little baby. So why don't we just transition? <laughs> something else thank you Uh, thank you for picking the ball up (laughs) yeah you actually answered some of them but i think the 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 wound from your father plural i think that speaks to probably everyone Mm -hmm. um and and that kind of at the same time to kind of different wounds, at least the execution of the wound, but then also like it is also kind of the same wound. Like you just want to be loved and you're not feeling like you're loved by your dad. Yeah. Um, kind of going off of what you're talking about with Jesus, do you feel like this kind of actually goes with the question that David asked as well, but do you feel like the people in your life now, whoever they may be, do you think, do you feel like that relationships that you have with people now 
fall more in line of where you feel loved in those relationships or mm. I don't know just kind of talk about that yeah so um well first let me like recap my like my dad now so like what's I was like thinking about this like um a few years ago um I, I went to counseling a few years ago um, just because not for anything crazy. It's just because I was like, um, I, I, I wanted to go through some counseling to kind of think through some stuff. Um, but the guy that I was talking to, um, I mean, he made it clear that like, it's not like my dad was like ever intentionally doing this, you know, like my dad is, he loves me. He cares for me. He provides for me. He supports me. I mean, he, he's broken just like all of us. Right. And he, he did some things that you know, like was good now. Like, I mean, I look at my life now and I'm like, a lot of the disciplines I have is because of my dad and I'm thankful for them now, but like, yeah. So like it wasn't perfect. Right. Like, I, I mean, I'm, there's parts of me that are broken because of that, but like, um, I, I would say that like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel loved by the relationships I'm in. But it's also like, I, it's different now because it's like, I, I, when, when I was younger, I used those relationships to define myself, right? It's like my, the third one, especially the girlfriend thing, right? Was, uh, I found my worth like by how much girls like me, right? I wanted to be good at sports so that like when I would talk to someone they'd be like oh that's Char like he's a good running back right like he can truck people um like so like my the reason why I cared so much about those relationships is because they filled me up but now it's different it's like I like I find value like you guys like um like grace like the people that i hold dear to my life like you guys like you guys mean the world to me and you guys like you guys fill me up at times but like you guys are my identity right like my my value my purpose my meaning is not found by by what you think of me um and sometimes that's hard for me still because that's why i'm such a three right like i'm such an achiever because like you are a three yeah i'm a three because like i i want to work hard because that way it's like i can't be loved like I work so hard so that way there's no excuse for me to not be lovable. Um, mm. How can someone not love me when I'm a great worker, right? How, like if I'm a great employee, how's my boss not going to love me, right? If I'm a perfect boyfriend, how's my significant other not going to love me? If I'm a good enough friend, like I'm always there, like they have to love me, so... Yeah, I don't know if that answers your, your question. No, I think it does. I think um, when you were thinking, or when you were talking about it, like old habits die hard. I know that. I mean, some of the things that you're talking about, I relate with my dad, mm -hmm. and uh, I think we what we know to be true about our identities in Christ. Sometimes we forget. Yeah. And try to fill it with other things that we used to. We used to try to 
fill ourselves up with. So mm-hmm. it's work in progress. Never will end. So. Speaking of which, do we want to take a podcast before we get learned? Do we want to take a break before we, we get learned? Take a podcast? <laughs> yep. Do we want to take a podcast before we get a break? Um, we can go right into it. It's up to you two. I don't care. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get learned. Let's oh, get, we're learned. get learned. Okay. What are we getting learned about? I don't know yet. Okay. I want to give two people shout shout outs. Yep. The first one. Hold on a second. Not the shout out section. <laughs> <laughs> Just rub it through that bag Wait, of. Is this teeth. your second or third? Bro, this what happened my... to Hot Boy Summer, okay, man? Hot Boy Summer's still going on. Is it? You it's got a, a contract. It's. I, I'll hit the contract. Tonight's just bad night. He was crying. He needs some more chocolate. I saw. I got made feel better. Um, All right, let's get learned. We'll this this get learned segment should, man, should be amazing. So, first off, shout out to Shantae for st- sparking out something fun last week. Yeah, La- Shantae. Last, uh, what? Last time we hung out. Yeah, during her, the get learned segment. of coconut? No, no, no. Her. Um, That's my favorite part of the Her get learned segment. Yeah, about the thooms and the. Thooms. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was all legit. that stuff. But then also, uh, this is not fully the the questions I came up with was on my own. But the concept was from this fantasy football podcast I listened. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the the fantasy footballers. Um, this is going to be um, three rounds. I'm going to in each round tell you three facts. Okay. But one of them is a lie. And audience and my two fellow members, you have to figure out which one is the lie. Okay? So the Get Learned segment is basically us playing a game against each other, me and Luke? Uh, no, it's you guys are playing a game because I'm going to get you learned because you are not going to be able to figure out which one's the lie. Okay? That's the Get Learned segment I created. <laughs> We're playing a game. Okay, I'm in. Let's get learned. Okay, here, here's the first round. It's is there a time limit one. on this? Or is this Teach me like, something. Hurry it, It's an easy one, okay? This one's an easy one. Here, here's the three quote-unquote facts. Okay. How do I beat Luke? Is right. it like two truths and a lie, basically? It's two truths and a lie. Okay. Exactly what it is. We're playing two truths and a lie. Yes. Get learned okay. yeah. If I answer first, do I win? <laughs> no, it, it doesn't you matter. You, right. you have to figure out which one's a lie. It doesn't matter. We're you, not playing against each other. You're playing against me. What fun is that? Oh, okay. We're on a team. Got you. Yep. Okay, here we go. It better not be like pickleball. That's all I have to say. Hey, bro, you let me down in pickleball. Okay. I'm I'm sorry. Which time was that? The time we lost. The time that we lost. You told me you've never lost a pickleball until I played, and then all of a sudden you lose. And I'm like, I thought you never lost. Mm, common denominator, you. No, you should be good <laughs> enough to overcome my faults. All right, let's get learned. I should learn. You should be good enough to overcome my Okay, ding, ding, ding. Yes, I think you're a professional athlete oh or at least gosh, a semi-pro. Round one. <laughs> Round one. Okay. Fact one. Fact one. Maybe fact one. Maybe fact one. Maybe. Maybe not. Before toilet paper was invented in 1857, people used corn cobs to wipe their butts. Okay, next. Okay, next fact. Maybe fact. It took, it took Erno Rubik... Three years to solve the Rubik's Cube he created. Fact three. You can order spaghetti at, at a McDonald's in the Philippines, and it's called the mixed spaghetti. Which one is the lie? Think it through. What do you guys think? Talk about it. 
It's a tough one, right? And it's just the easy round. The first one is too absurd to not be true. The toilet paper? Although the year might be wrong. <laughs> wow. I, I'm not, it's not, Someone it's not a subtle, on the it's not a subtle lie. It's like the whole thing's Oh, lie. okay. I think the Rubik's Cube. You think? Mm. Why do you think All the right, Rubik's Cube? We'll I'll make old boy made it. So the lie is the Rubik's Cube. I just made the whole thing up. Boom. Yeah. But the dude, the dude, Erno Rubik did create it. So. Okay. So we can't gloss over the fact that the podcasters can't hear it. You farted like 12 times (laughs) and you just straight face keep talking like you didn't fart. Like I can feel the vibrations. Round two. Okay. Now we're gonna get start getting serious. Okay? Yeah, but we won that round. Yeah. Me and Luke bodied you. One. You trying zero. to get us learn? We bodied you. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> round two. Here we go. Male pandas do a handstand while peeing on trees to maximize their odor field. Fact number two. That's pretty cool. <laughs> we An start apple that. that you purchase in the supermarket was harvested approximately. Nine to twelve months ago, before you even buy. Fact number three: the human gene called TAS two R thirty eight, which human uh, which causes humans to have extremely smelly farts. This gene causes this person to have an overgrowth of digestive bacteria in their stomach, small and large intestine. The last one's true. Which one is the last? I think somebody at my it, my building has that because I tell you what, dude, there's a bathroom that these dudes blow up. Like it's just, it's not even, it's not safe for work. Are you sure it's not you? I'm sure. Cause I go in there to pee and then it's blown up. And I was like, I haven't pooped in here yet. <laughs> and it's probably from the day before. No, I've seen you. I've seen the remnants. No, you, you have not. You have not smelt the remnants. I have. Mm-mm. No. The poor gym toilets. So we're, we're, I mean, I know this is like, this is maybe like decent podcast material right here about talking about poopy toilets and things. What would be great podcast material is if we bodied him on the fact that it's the apples. Yeah. Mm, yep. You think apples is the lie? Yeah. yeah. You are incorrect. No, nope, that's totally, that's, no. 90, the 12 apples, months, seriously. The apples that you buy at the grocery store have been harvested eight to 12 months ago. Apples are stored, as soon as they're harvested, apples are stored in a refrigerated device that removes the oxygen to, uh, to prevent decay. I don't believe that. The, store, the apples that I buy Where are, are getting from Smith's apples. They're fresh. Yeah, dude, because- I it, harvested them. It's a legit here. thing. I'll show you my source. Is it the panda thing? The panda thing is real. That's why I knew the panda thing was real. Also, this doesn't make sense. How are you doing a handstand and peeing higher upwards? So I know the panda thing is real because people try to do it. And I'm like, that's actually really difficult to do a handstand and pee at the same pandas. time. Regardless of whether it gets you more height. How do you know that people try to do that? <laughs> How do I know? Didn't, didn't your friends try to do that? No. <laughs> like, we're trying to be like pandas. Let's do it. Same reason that people can't normally pee their pants on command. Except for me. So the human gene. <laughs> the human gene. TSA. I was counting on for that 38. one. You were so you were so like confident in that one too. 
So that's a gene. I don't believe the apple thing. That's a gene, but I just created the smelly farts thing. I don't okay. believe I don't believe the apple. Okay. Thing. We're at round three. Round three, last one. So this is our round match because like we won the first round. We bodied you. Second round, we got bodied by a um we're right, gonna a trust I need to look up. Yeah, honor system it's fact. A, it's a little it's it's legit. Okay. It's legit. Okay. Round three, final round. Fact one. Yeah. Elmo the puppet is the only fictional character to receive knighthood, a doctorate, and a Nobel Prize. Two, to avoid traumatic brain injury, woodpeckers wrap their tongues around their skulls in a small empty cavity to help cushion the blows. That's true. I know that's true. Three. Are you a woodpecker? There exists... (laughs) You you ever see me like trying to headbutt somebody? (laughs) (laughs) put my tongue all the way through my brain (laughs) three there exists a biologically immortal jellyfish that can reach full maturity and then revert to infancy which one is a lie what was the first one again (laughs) elmo the puppet Uh is the only fictional character to receive knighthood a doctorate and a nobel prize what do you thought the only fictional character I feel like Elmo might have been nice. He's not a fictional character, though. He's a real. Oh, <laughs> that's where the it's, he's got a doctorate in it. He's not a real person, person. <laughs> dude. There's no, no way he's not fictional. He's there's like, no way a real puppet. Elmo got a. I don't Nobel think that Peace Elmo Prince. can be knighted. I think he probably is knighted, but I don't think he has a doctorate. How does how does he get a doctorate? You just recently sent me the thing about being knighted. Was he on there? No, <laughs> but your thing was um, was your thing U.S. What was it? What was the thing that you looked up? I said non-British people to be knighted. Oh, non-British people. Yeah, so Elmo's not, Elmo's British. not British. He's also not a person. But he's not a fictional character. Yeah. He's real. He's a real puppet. That's true. Ask Cat. She knows. <laughs> Why would Cat know? Why would she not know? What do you have against Cat? I don't I thought there was a story related to the thing. <laughs> That's why I was like, why would Cat know? I picked your name out of a hat. Oh. Shout out to Cat. Yeah. Both of them. Um, so? I, I'm betting on... What do you think about jellyfish? You think jellyfish is... You think there's something that can like go forward and backwards on a jellyfish? <laughs> Luke is... Contemplating, like, hardcore. So, yeah, because... If the jellyfish thing is real, then I have I'm gonna have an existential crisis. Because everything about everything I know about the world will be turned upside down. What? Yeah. You're you're it's a, it, it, it defies the laws of physics. <laughs> physics? No. Yes, it does. Okay. Which one? Entropy. About going from chaos or to order to chaos. Yeah. That is not about going backward, like of like life to like infancy. It's Benjamin Button and no, a jellyfish. No, it's, it's but it's a much more basic cellular like no, organism. But, but nothing goes from from order to nothing goes from disorder to order without like by by itself. Yeah, but it's not from disorder to order because it's in order. It's not the 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 disorder to order. It doesn't really just, apply. But just pick one. Elmo. Elmo does not have his doctorate. 
Emma thing is made up. Yes, you guys won. Audience, did you win? Is the real question. I have to have an existential crisis now. Hey, but you didn't beat me in all three. So I beat you in two out of three. Uh, so we won. I, we, I is the <laughs> royal I. So that is my get learned segment. I hope you guys had fun after we just cried. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, then, are we pushing peeves? We need to push some peeves. Luke, tell us about your peeves. Well, I just want to preface this by saying that since we've started, since I brought up the idea of pet peeves, Char was very, you know, apprehensive about having a peeve, but he's come up with some, haven't you? Okay, I, I, have a, I actually have a Hold confession. On, I, to I share mine first. Don't take my thunder. Oh, I have a new peeve now, too. Oh, it's not your segment. <laughs> I also was talking to my sister yesterday, and she's like, first of all, shout out to Amy Dutton. She's fantastic. One of the best humans you'll ever meet. Also, she says, the pet peeve section, that that guy, I was like, Char is going to be honest. Like, is he the pet peeve guy? I said, like, no, that's Luke. And she says, is there anything that doesn't peeve that guy? <laughs> <laughs> Dang, Amy bodied the, you, bro. You know what? Get bodied. The list of things that is not on my pet peeve list is probably shorter. No way. In that is on my pet peeve list. I'm, I'm okay. So I'm. I'm so in. We should like reverse this and put things that aren't on things my pet peeve. Luke list. likes things that I, that I'm not peeved by. So first of all, that would be a very short, boring segment. <laughs> it would. Real think about Think about like the person that like would come on and talk about what do you like. Right. It wouldn't be as fun as the okay, be. So I have two that I need to share. Okay. The first one, and I remember I remember the day that it became a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> you guys what? It just I feel like you guys are embarrassed with me. No, I'm, not I'm embarrassed. not embarrassed. I'm actually taking this in. I feel like this is a Bollywood film. <laughs> like like you're kind of sitting there, you're laid back, you're like, I don't I know, know, buy I a jellyfish. And then all of a sudden you sit up. Your eyes light up. Your hair kind of like stands up a little bit more. And you're like, guys, I remember the day that this became a pet peeve. I do. And then starts the flashback. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was junior year of college. And we didn't get an Easter break because finals were right after Easter at a Christian college. What the heck is that? Anyway. <laughs> so for Easter, we, that's not the pet peeve. Oh. <laughs> My friends and I were watching a movie and one of my friends would not stop talking. Oh uh, yeah. During a movie. Like, and it wasn't even like it was like That's actually a good peppy. It wasn't like uh it was Easter was just a bonus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <it> was <laughs> Easter thing. Easter break, okay. It, it it was like a movie I'd seen before, whatever, but like it was a movie I liked, I enjoyed. And like but for some reason, and like all of us were in the room, but one person would not shut up during the movie, just commentating on everything. Everything. Well, turns out that's a pet peeve of mine. Uh, Happened again. Happened again. Medical school. We watched the Harry Potter films once, like one Harry Potter film every weekend as our study break. Okay. One friend who had never seen these movies before asked Question after question after question after uh, question. I did that when I watched through Harry Potter. We we made her write all of her questions down on a piece of paper during the movie, and then we answered them after. 
because it was that disruptive. Okay? <laughs> was it related to the movie though? It was. Okay. At least it was like, who is this person? Why are they doing this? Like, what is this like? I will say Stop. when I do that during a movie, I don't actually mean it to be answered unless like, no, don't talk. But like, shut your mouth when you're watching. A movie. When you process it, you get to understand the movie better. But if you're just randomly Joe Schmo talking, then I go to the movies alone, so I don't have to talk or deal with people talking to me during a movie. Dude, I tried to go to a movie alone one time, and then a bunch of random people I knew showed up to the movie, and then they sat by me. And I'm like, dog, oh. I'm trying to watch Shazam by myself. Please <laughs> leave me alone. Um, so that's your first pet peeve. Yeah. <laughs> Second pet peeve. I brought this up in uh, 530 class the other day because I was in a mood. Body words. Not body in a word. That was today. Orange juice without <laughs> pulp. Is a pet peeve of yours? <laughs> Get out of here. Orange juice Get out. without pulp. Yeah. Yeah. You take all of the nutritional value and you <laughs> suck it out. And you're just going to drink sugar water. David is so bad right now. And you're going to market it as something healthy. Like it came from a fruit. It did not come from a fruit. It actually did come <laughs> no, from a fruit. No, you yeah. took out all the good stuff from it. Yeah, but it did come from a fruit. It came from a fruit. You took out all, all the good stuff. <laughs> you relinquished that really quickly. I am so angry about this. Okay? I the fact say- that they even have pulp... Like pulpless orange juice in the store, like they sell it in cartons and people buy it. Sometimes like, they sell it in are the you plastic. Serious? Yeah. Like, <laughs> are you hey, kidding me? I'm crying again. No, but I'm not gonna get angry. <laughs> I like extra pulp in my orange. Juice. Thank you. See, I would appreciate that. I I like extra pulp. No, uh, me and John went to breakfast on on Saturday, and he doesn't like pulp either. And I said, yeah, me. You forced that kid to drink it. No, we like we drank pulpless orange juice together. Are you together. serious? Yeah, <laughs> we did. We had a great father son breakfast. <laughs> Boom, get bodied. Oh man. Oh man. Char, what's your pet peeve? So, audience, thanks to my dear friend Luke. Gosh, I'm like hot now. I'm so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I have acquired two pet peeves. The first, um, the BMI, the body mass index scale. <laughs> mm. That checks out. Bro. Why? Why do you hate it? So, like, it, te- it tells you, like, hey, put in your height, which, first off, I'm 5'5", five, five, 3 quarters, but, like, what do I put down? Do I put 5'5"? I think five, you're 5'6". Five, no, I'm not 5'6". I'm not 5'6". Should we, should we settle this right now on air, live? That's not live. But I yeah, mean, I've live. been going to the chiropractor. Maybe they gave, gave me a quarter inch. Okay, I don't really want to stand up either. So <laughs> You're five, five and three quarters. Keep telling the story. But then you just put in your weight, and then they just tell you if you're healthy or not, or if you're obese or not. Yeah. But, bro, it's like, yeah, your your index is like 28, which means you're obese. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I'm not obese. So, yeah. Yeah, it's flawed. It's flawed. Like, my sleep doctor told me that, like, oh, yeah, you got to lose some weight. You're off your BMI. And I'm like, you want me You want me to take my shirt off? Wait, like, why, why do what you want to see? Like, <laughs> like, like, should I prove it to you that I'm not, like... Why do you have a sleep doctor? Uh, I have sleep apnea. You're, you're a I'm a twenty. I'm a 23-year-old man that has a CPAP machine. Every person I've talked to that has a CPAP, besides my brother, who no longer uses his, 
Um, oh, that's not good. He, I, I, you should, I don't know. He doesn't like need it anymore. He said he slipped fine. You grow out of it. Yeah. I don't know. But he did lose some weight though. And that did help. Is Luke, it, is sleep apnea a pet peeve of yours? No. Sleep um, napnea. I have sleep napnea. <laughs> oh, what is that? It means I take a lot of naps. Oh. <laughs> okay. And then this I is can't my, my eyes any harder. This is my newest pet peeve. Uh, and this is guys who wear. So this is not the pet peeve, but I mean, this is in reference to guys who wear Birkenstocks. When you go to the bathroom or flip flops or whatever, <laughs> when you go to the bathroom, first off, when you go to the bathroom and you go to the urinal and you pee in the urinal, like you get splashback from the urinal <laughs> on your feet. You're doing something wrong, bro. No, urinals <laughs> Are my pet peeve. First off, <laughs> those things are freaking disgusting. You're peeing and then there's urine flying around. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> even if you don't have your toes hanging out. Even if you aim at a different spot. Even if you aim at a different spot yeah. and your piggies aren't hanging out, there's still pee pee flying on your shoes. Yeah. That's freaking foul. That's true. What is both of you? Absolutely. Hey, you go, you go you in with work stream, bro. Okay, so first of all, I probably do have a weak stream because I'm like, you know, hey, I, age of like 70. <laughs> Second of all, if you pee into the water. No, dude, I'm telling you, it still splashes back. It splashes back. It splashes back. I think you might. I have totally, to, I totally agree with you on that. Yeah. But yep, like, even then. same experience. Even then, you just walk up to your urinal. You can see the splash all over the bottom of the yep. urinal. It's foul. Floor, yeah, if you look. You know, that's like, that's why men that's why men's bathroom stinks. Like, cause there's just urine everywhere. Yeah, this whole segment I'm just rejecting. No, dude, the, pulp, the peeing. You cannot. Feet. You cannot be against the urinal. It's a, little, no, it's a real thing. He can, be, he can be also be wrong. That's fine. No, I'm. We'll agree to disagree. You know. Also, with, if you have a bad street kind of thing. So uh, when I first went to the chiropractor, they're like, "Yeah, when you get adjusted, all they this, fix your your dude." <laughs> When I started going to the chiropractor, my pee stream got stronger. What chiropractor are you going to? <laughs> Did they adjust you? No, they adjust your spine and then like it loosens up some stuff and the pressure and you can pee better. Okay. I have thoughts on chiropractors. They might be on the list. Pet peeve Ooh. number 72. Hey. <laughs> okay. So we're just, we're just chatting and having a good time now. Okay. Do we want to, do you want to roll into the, the two minute drill? Yeah. Get body. Uh, audience comment about this urinal thing i'm serious like <laughs> we should abolish urinals no i honestly think that you're doing it wrong no like if you go on the side too if you pee Dude, on the side I'm it comes you. around like if you no 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 right, no because no. there's still like it's not like it's not like it's a it's not like you pee and it's liquid right and it's so it's not like all of it's gonna <laughs> like slope there's still gonna be that some that hit it and be like oh this is a weird angle and i'm gonna bounce out <laughs> No, like, you, I have, like, thing. a lot of control of where the stream goes. And you just don't, like, when I was a child, I peed, like, right directly, and it even hit the it's back still and splashes. just splash. But, like, if you pee where you're supposed to pee. I've, I, I've legitimately peed and tried to hit a bunch of different angles to see if there's been like, splash. Like, even the ones that have targets. Yes. If you hit the target, it splashes back at you. I just. Yeah. Mm. Hey, first off, I want to say, for the ladies that are still listening, I appreciate you. <laughs> Yeah. Secondly, I'm sorry that we're gross. 
That's all I have to say. I right, swear, well, you have to deal with specific things. We have to deal with specific things. This is one of yeah, those things. Yeah, but apparently some guys don't care. Yeah. Don't experience it. Maybe I'm just peeing on myself all the time. And you just don't Maybe feel my it. shoes are just, just soaked in urine. Yeah, I just don't it. even know. That's probably it. Yeah, that's why I don't wear sandals. I think if I started wearing sandals, I'd be, wow. Then I guess I've been know. peeing on my shoes the whole time. Yeah. And you would well, know. Anyways, two minute drill. You Where's ready? The clock. I got the clock. Oops. Nope. I don't have a clock. Who's going first? I got it. Okay. Pancakes or waffles, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> waffles. Waffles. Okay. Yep. Would you rather drown in salt water or fresh water? Um, fresh. At least it doesn't hurt my eyeballs. That's good. Mm. I'm still thinking about this. <laughs> What's the capital of Canada? Um, Montreal. No. Dang it. Quebec. No. What? Ottawa. Come on. Ottawa. Favorite flavor of Zevia. Not a sponsor. Lemon lime. Favorite Powerpuff Girl? Uh, the blue one. I don't even know their names. I don't either. <laughs> If uh, if you could be um, either invisible or uh, you could fly, which one would you be? Invisible. If you had to give up seeing one color of light for the rest of your life, what would it be? Um, purple. Oh. Um, if you you could have the billboard for the world to see, what would it say? Um, eat more curry. <laughs> What's your favorite season? Winter. Favorite workout? Oh, man. Favorite CrossFit movement? Something with uh, a workout, a triplet that has uh, a, an ollie lift, uh, a triplet that has a snatch, run, and bar muscle up. Gross. Do, alien, do aliens exist? No. If they did, would they be nice? Uh, Yeah. Um, I would you rather be gluten intolerant or lactose intolerant? Lactose, I don't do well dairy, anyways. I love bread, bro. I'm, I mean, I'm killing you. Could, if you would rather, if, if you had to have an octopus stuck to your face for the rest of your life or be stuck in the desert, octopus, he'd be my friend, naked. If, oh wait, hold on. So if, if I kill this octopus, does it come back? No. Yeah. No, no, no. It's still on your face for the rest of your life, even if, you, even if it died. Just dead octopus. Because I would kill the octopus, eat it, and no, then I would have a new stuck, octopus. No, stuck to your face. Can I cut off one of his tentacles and then eat it and then it grow back? Yeah. Yeah, I would have the octopus and I'd have food forever. Okay. Calamari. That's right, baby. That's squid, but yeah. yeah. Basically I, the same thing. Yeah. Mollusks, yes. Yeah. Um... Well, do we have any other lasting, do we have any other? I just want to say, I didn't know you very well a year ago, and I've gotten to know you pretty well over the past few months, six months or so, and you have greatly enriched my life, Mm. and you need to know that. You're very encouraging to me, and you should know that. Thanks, Luke. I love you, dude. Love you, man. Char, you make our lives better. Um, and with that, we're going to end the podcast. We're going to say thanks for listening. And Char and David are going to go to the bathroom because they've been fighting all night. <laughs> hey, guys, see you in two weeks. We're out. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>